0: This program was first broadcast on Canterbury's access media station, Plains FM, and was made with the assistance of New Zealand On Air. Coming up next on Plains FM, the Shetland and Orkney Connection, brought to you by the Canterbury Shetland and Orkney Society. Played by Shetland Band Homebrew Signal 8.30pm the last Monday each month For the Shetland and Orkney Connection Produced by the Canterbury Shetland and Orkney Society And broadcast on Plains FM 96.9 Either directly in Canterbury or streaming live globally on broadband Or available for three months after the broadcast Via podcast on the website www.plainsfm.org.nz.
1: Welcome to the November edition of the Shetland and Orkney Connection. It is presented by the Canterbury Shetland and Orkney Society and is promoted by Community Radio, Plains FM 96.9. The programme is broadcast at 8.30pm on the last Monday of each, each month and is repeated on Monday two weeks later at noon. I'm Heather Craw and today I have Helen Baker with me. I see in the papers that both Orkney and Shetland are still getting regular numbers of COVID cases. For the population of the islands, they seem to have had quite a number of cases. Here in New Zealand, there have been a lot of cases in Auckland, but it has been slowly spreading around the North Island. We have several cases here in Christchurch at the moment, so we need to be a bit vigilant
0: and make sure we wear our masks when we go out. A few snippets from the papers. A homeless cat has landed on his feet and is providing the perfect tonic to some of the most vulnerable members of the community. Hammy, a five-year-old ginger tomcat, has the residents and staff grinning like Cheshire cats and is proving to be a perfect addition to Hamnavoe House. Hammy follows in the paw prints of his predecessor Armstrong, who lived at St Peter's house and then at Neveau until the grand old age of 18. Sadly, he had to be put down last Christmas. The benefits of pet therapy around older folk and those with dementia has long been recognised, being known to help alleviate loneliness, isolation and depression, produce a calming effect and increase confidence and self-esteem. Hammy is most certainly the cat that got the cream, enjoying strokes, cuddles and naps on folks' laps. Yes, I must admit, I'm a sucker for a cat, and I do <laughs> love my big cat. Yeah, <laughs> He's uh,
1: 14, yes, he'd be mm. 15 in March. Yeah. Now, Eddy Airport has been closed due, due to a shortage of essential safety cover. Chronic difficulties in recruiting part-time firefighters seems set to continue. There needs to be three qualified firefighters to safely operate the airfield. Without them, for safety's sake, the airport has to shut down. Mm, that's mm. a dreadful shame, it is, isn't it? Is, it? Yeah. Mm.
0: Kirkwall's Christmas preparations are well underway, with the St Magnus Christmas tree having been cut down in Grimstad, Norway. The tree for the inside of the cathedral is a gift to the congregation and will travel to Orkney with the Westland Tree, which will stand on the Kirk Green. Continuing the Christmas theme, Stromness Community Council traditionally host a public tree lighting event. This year they hope to hold an event, though one that will be smaller than usual due to the ongoing mm. pandemic. Yes, it's causing a lot of problems, isn't it, this pandemic? Mm.
1: Once again, the Shetland Police are urging dog owners to keep their pets under control after a number of livestock-worrying incidents, including animal fatalities. Police say the offences not only cost the victims financially, but were very distressing for those involved and devastating for animal welfare. So, dog owners, please, please keep your dogs under control and know where they are at all times. And that's not only for the islands, it's also here in
0: New Zealand. Yes, yes, Mm. it's dreadful, isn't Mm. it? Recently, buildings across Orkney were lit up in red light as part of a campaign to raise awareness of the Scottish Poppy Appeal. The St Magnus Cathedral, Kirkwall Legion, Scapa Distillery and Orkney College were just some of the many public and private homes that were bathed in red. It was all part of a campaign by Poppy Scotland to promote the appeal after a decrease in cash donations due to the pandemic. It also marked and celebrated 100 years Mm. of the poppy.
1: Yes, it's amazing uh, now what they can do with light on structures, isn't it? Yes, it is. The pictures and lighting that they can do. yes. Mm. Two Orkney charities are to benefit from an equal share of £2,500 following the successful auction of more than 100 Hats for George. We did mention Hats for George last month. Orkney Library and Archive and the George Mackay Brown Fellowship auctioned off 111 hats, which were knitted and donated from around the world as part of the celebration events for the Century of the Orcadian poet and writer George Mackay Brown. He would have celebrated his 100th birthday in October the 17th. Library team leader Karen Walker has shared her thanks for the community effort, proceeds of which will benefit Orkney Blyde Trust and the Youth Cafe. We would like to thank everyone who supported this campaign, from those who knitted a hat, placed a bid, shared the project or sent us messages of support. She said it was amazing. The hat that received the most bids, an Orkney Tapestry one, which received 27 bids and sold for an amazing £65. Several other hats received multiple bids and sold from between 40 to £60. We were overwhelmed by the number of beautiful hats and bids we received. Mm. Yes. 60 yeah. Goodness, that's mm. a lot
0: of money, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Wonderful. That's really good. Mm. Nearly two weeks ago, a large number of vehicles in the centre of Lerwick were vandalised in the early hours of Saturday morning. At least 14 cars were damaged. It's sad to think there are people in Shetland that would do this sort of thing. It is, isn't
1: it? It really is. It's, yes. it's, it leaves a nasty taste
0: in your mouth, really, doesn't it? it? Does.
1: Mm-hmm. Over the last month, there has been a lot of fundraising for children in need. The children and their families at Stennis School raised £109.35p. They paid to wear their pyjamas to school and a reading along with tea and biscuits and took part in the BBC Children in Need Biscuit Tower Challenge. Shappensee School raised £188.29p. People Council sold children in need merchandise and encouraged everyone to wear pyjamas to school. The children also took part in the Joe Wicks Children in Need Workout and some enjoyed an ever dance as well. The Papdale Halls of Residence raised £88.95. The Doonby School raised an amazing £2,485.08 with a sponsored dance-a-thon in class groups to all kinds of music and selling merchandise and the bands and staff were dressed up. Strumness Academy raised £1,228.49 from a head shave, football tournament and a bake sale and dressing up. So well done to you all, a great effort from everyone. And it does always amaze me, the generosity of the islands. Yes, that's
0: incredible, Mm, isn't it? mm, mm. In Shetland, a volunteer-led project teaching Ben's hand-knitting techniques... Is to resume following an 18-month pause because of the epidemic. Shetland Periemakers said that they would again begin hosting its tuition at primary schools across the Isles. The project was set up with the aim of preserving a key part of Shetland's artistic heritage, amid concerns it was in decline. Mm. Yes, it's great that
1: they're doing that, actually. Mm. Yeah. Student dentists arrived in Shetland last week as part of a pilot scheme, providing experience in spite of the challenges of the COVID pandemic. It is hoped it might inspire dentists to live and work in Shetland. Students have struggled to gather the required experience due to COVID. The first two students treated 40 patients in four days. Mr. Ahmed, one of the students, said he had enjoyed his time in Shetland and it would have been great if he could have stayed longer. Mr. Versace said that it had been a fantastic opportunity and I must thank the team for all their support. He would also like to thank the patients who were very understanding and provided the students with encouraging and positive feedback. All I can think of is the murder house. (laughs) (laughs) Yes.
0: Well, let's hope some of them return to stay. Yeah, yes, it would be good, yeah. Yes, mm. Those who have grown up in Shetland in the age of car ferries, crossing regularly to the north isles of Walsay and Skerries, have no inkling of what such a journey entailed only a few decades ago. Then the sounds were crossed by small motor boats, with service often interrupted by bad weather. There was a photo of an open boat being used, a bit like a six serene, and I counted about fifty people standing in it, and not a life jacket in sight. <laughs> yeah, they were packed in that tight. I like think they were yeah. sardines. Yes. Yeah, they were. Yeah, yeah.
1: Right. You are listening to the Shetland and Orkney connection on air the last Monday of every month at eight thirty p.m. Shetlander Glenn Tonner, who lives near London, will row 83 miles down the River Thames in December in a homemade boat to raise money for Motor Neuron Disease Scotland. His mother died of motor neurone disease in 2012. He began building the boat as a way of keeping busy during the COVID pandemic. Glenn will spend four days rowing and at night will sleep on the boat. He said the boat was not the Hilton, but sleeping on it was surprisingly OK. Refreshments will be provided by his ever-loving wife <laughs> and money raised will help to provide life-changing services and funds vital for research.
0: Mm, yes. Hope it's not too chilly. It's, yeah, well, it's cooler, tis, isn't yeah, it? Yes, it's the middle of winter, isn't it? Yes, mm. yeah. yeah. Aviation fuel developed in Orkney has played a starring role in the RAF achieving a Guinness World Record. The RAF and Zero Petroleum have completed the world's first successful flight using only synthetic fuel, which was developed in Orkney. Zero Petroleum's synthetic UL91 fuel is manufactured by extracting hydrogen from water and carbon from atmospheric carbon dioxide. The development of the synthetic fuel for the historic flight was made at a temporary installation, in Biller Crewe, near Stromness. Mm.
1: Yeah, Mm. great to think.
0: Orkney's got a Mm.
1: finger in that, yeah. A rare type of Orkney chair, made from oak couples, and we think oak couples were bits of oak used to extend St Magnus Cathedral. It has been gifted to the country's flagship museum. The new donation to the Orkney Museum has caused great excitement among the curators and staff there. It was made by a Westray-born chairmaker, David M. Kirkness, who died in 1936. He ran a workshop in Kirkwall. By the late 19th century, the straw-backed Orkney chair was unfashionable, and the skill of making them was dying out. And I've always liked Orkney chairs and always wanted one. Mm. And a few years ago, an uncle left me some money, and the first thing my daughter said to me was, Mum, now you can buy yourself an Orkney chair. And I did. Oh, right. So I... And right. the proud owner of or- yes. Orkney chair, you yeah. know. And
0: are they still being made today? Oh yes, Heather? yeah, oh, well, yes that's they are, good, yes. isn't it? Yeah, oh, yes. well, I know two or three
1: that do, and, mm. she, and around the Kirkwall area anyway. Right. Yeah. Mm.
0: And so it got sent out to you. Yes, Is it all wrapped up in... yeah, in a big box. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. terrific.
1: Yeah, actually, there's a place in the art centre too, and they have made <clears throat> similar. similar or- yeah, they're not Orkney chairs, but they yes. but she uses. Um, Cabbage tree leaves. Oh. Mm, they're very right. interesting if you're up. It's upstairs in the oh, art centre right. if you're there. Mm, um, quite interesting.
0: to have a talk here. Mm. Last month we talked about Shetland's involvement in the two world wars and mentioned the Shetland bus. In a recent Shetland Times, there was an article about the Shetland bus and the tribute that had been paid to Jacob Strundheim. Tribute has been paid to Jacob. Struntheim, the last surviving member of the Shortland bus operation, who died in October at the age of 101, less than two weeks after attending a ceremony in Norway carried out in his honour. Mr Struntheim took part in almost 60 crossings between Norway and Shetland during the Second World War as part of the daring operation to thwart a minimum of 350,000 German troops who had occupied Norway in the spring of 1940. A member of the Shetland Bus Friendship Society said Mr Strondheim would rightly be remembered for the key part he played in the highly dangerous ploy. Mm. During Shetland Bus, fishing boats were used to carry
1: agents and munitions back to Norway to help the resistance there, and then ferry refugees facing the threat of capture or even death back to Shetland. The vessels were able to blend into the background along the Norwegian coast, but they were no match in speed to the faster patrol boats used by the Germans. The missions were arduous and fraught with danger. In Scalaway, an area key to the Shetland bus operation, a memorial today commemorates the 44 civilians killed. Lives were not lost once the fast and able sub Herter Herta and Vigra and Hissa were donated by the U.S. Navy in 1943. And that's Vigra, not Viagra, folks. <laughs> <laughs> Billy Moore of the Shetland Bus Friendship Society believes the operation's clandestine nature meant no one would ever truly comprehend its full effect on the war effort. We will never ken what impact Shetland Bus actually had, but it must have really been a
0: niggle to the Germans, he said. Yes, Mr Struntheim, who benefited from having a Coast Guard certificate, joined the Shetland gang, as it was known among the regular crew members, during a trip to London after fleeing his native homeland. He joined the Merchant Navy, and in a chance weekend in London, he fell in with the Shetland bus boys, said Mr Moore. It seemed to him like a far better idea of how to face the enemy and he asked if he could join. He came up to Shetland in forty-two. They were still using fishing boats. By that time, Mr Strumtheim had long since fled Norway with his brother, taking the family fishing boat in order to escape the occupying forces. On his arrival in the UK, he was swiftly dispatched to London for a thorough debriefing. UK intelligence keen to ensure they did not actually have a Nazi agent on their hands. They had to go to London to be interrogated, added Mr Moore. Right from the start, the Germans saw using fishing boats was the best way to get their agents into the UK.
1: Yeah, I suppose they
0: did have the right idea. Mm.
1: His credentials verified Mr Strondheim was soon signing up for the Shetland bus and started out by taking part in crossing on board the vessel Axel, Sadly, Axel would be one of the tragic statistics surrounding the Shetland bus operation, which faced a horrendous winter in 1942. She was lost with all hands on board. By that time, though, Mr Strondheim had transferred to Andorholm Men and was continuing to take part in the operation, often in difficult conditions in the dead of night. The introduction of the sub-chasers was widely regarded as a game-changer for the operation. Mr Strondheim was made second in command of Herter, a vessel on which he made no fewer than
0: 43 of his 56 trips. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mr Moore said submarines had rarely appeared to be a problem for the vessels, their crews more occupied by the efforts of the Luftwaffe overhead. The anti-submarine weaponry was discarded in favour of anti-aircraft weapons, which were seen as a better line of defence when sneaking into the German patrol zone. The Luftwaffe thought it safer not to get engaged with them, Mr Moore added. All the arms, munitions and radios were coming from Shetland, but for some reason they left us alone. Nerves, however, were on edge, particularly in Scalaway, where concern ran high over possible German retribution. Mr Moore described how hospital records were destroyed, in order to throw German intelligence off the scent. It shows you just how much they did think they would be invaded. The Nazis tortured and executed a lot of men. Mr Morris surmised the minds of the German armed forces were, perhaps, distracted by events in Russia at the time. The war was, of course, a horrendous time but Mr Moore recalled the close links that were strengthened between Shetland and Norway as a result. He counts 24 marriages between Norwegians and Shetland lasses. Mm. Now, And only
1: about 20 years ago, Shetlanders who went to Norway were treated like royalty because Norwegians really did appreciate what happened. It was the fact Shetland was there and the fact Shetlanders afforded Norwegians so much hospitality. At the heart of the story, though, Mr Strundheim's dedication and his heroism at sea, combined they were enough to secure him a special recognition from royal circles. He was just a very reliable crewman, said Mr Moore. Like the rest, he got his medal. He was presented one by the Queen here in about 2005. But it was only in October when Mr. Stundheim watched as commemorative plaques were unveiled in his honour during a special ceremony in his hometown not far from Bergen. He leaves behind three children, seven grandchildren and ten great-grandchildren. He was the last of the line and they honoured him while he was still alive, said Mr. Moore. It's good that he lived to see that. And they really were an amazing group of men that crewed that Shetland bus. They really were. Yes. Right, an email arrived in my inbox this morning, and it's about trees. A healthy tree in Lawrence in central Otago, New Zealand, has been doing what oak trees do, shedding acorns and spreading its roots out. So it is considered to pose a health and safety issue. This was in the Otago Daily Times uh, earlier this month. Compare the plan to fell this tree with how the community in Kirkwall, the main town in Orkney Islands, rallied around a sycamore tree The big tree is over 200 years old and grows in the middle of Albert Street, which is the main street. It was named Scotland's Tree of the Year in 2017, and it even has its own Wikipedia page. As the islands have few trees, the big tree is much loved and is a local landmark. Because it's an elderly tree, it is not as vigorous as as Lawrence's tree. The council responded to the public concern, reinforced the tree trunk with a metal pole. Saplings are growing in various places around the islands so that the memory of the tree will live on when the tree can no longer remain safely in its current location. And I know it's when you look at one side it looks okay, mm. but when you look at the other side it's, it's all hollow mm. and there's not much holding mm. it up other than that. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Okay, well that's it for another month. Christmas is less than four weeks away now. Hard to believe another year is nearly over. Try not to get too stressed out with the build-up to Christmas. And keep safe. Cheerio for now. Bye
0: until December.